This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. If you haven't heard, Gray Divorce is on the rise. A 50% increase in couples who are in their 50s are walking away from each other after some 25 years of marriage. My very own aunt and uncle just celebrated their 50 years of marriage. So who better to sit down and get some marital advice from and pass on what they know? You know, it sounds corny, but you've got to be good friends. You've just got to be friends first. I mean, let's be realistic about it. That's all encompassing. If you just focus on too many other things, you're, it's not going to work out. It really doesn't. I mean, when the day is over, we would just assume go out to dinner, us still, as go out with a, a few couples. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. My guests range from college coaches, sports writers, and photographer Bill Alcroffer. That the phrase is uh, "enjoy every sandwich." Have you ever heard that phrase? Yeah. Yeah. When he was uh, Zeeland was on the Letterman show, he had lung cancer, and and, and Letterman said, "Well, you're going to die soon. What you know? What have you learned?" And and Zeeland said, "Enjoy every sandwich." And he didn't mean that literally. I mean, let's say you're having a sandwich and it's really good. You know, you, you set it down and say, oh, it's a really good sandwich. But that one of my philosophies in life is that. Enjoy every sandwich. And, and, and you're playing with your daughter, you know, taking a nap or eating, eating a sandwich or looking at the light. Uh, you know, I pass this on to my daughters is, is stop and en- enjoy that cool breeze. You know, en- enjoy every sandwich. Go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor before diving into my conversation with the Hay Jars. I have very special guests here. My Uncle Dennis and my Aunt Claudia. Thank you for being here. Our pleasure. Glad to be here. This is when you guys can talk. <laughs> I know you get, we said you've had so many podcasts, so you're used to this. Oh, yeah. We're pressed. Uh, as we talked, I wanted to have you guys on because we just had your 50-year anniversary. So I'm going to say a number, and I'm going to see if you guys even know what this number is. 18,626. Uh, no. No idea. That's the 50 years you guys have been married in days. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I even, even calculated with the leap years. So I didn't, I didn't short you guys a All day right. or two. Very good. So that's a lot of years together and a lot of days. A lot of yeah. days. I didn't even want to get into hours and minutes because that just would make you just wow. So I wanted to have you guys on talk about what we've been talking about is this gray divorce phenomenon that's like catching on and becoming something. And you guys getting to your 50-year mark what what wisdom can you part to kids who might be getting married, people who are at the 20, like I'm in between 20 and 30, you know, Karen's approaching 20, like mm-hmm. where wisdom can you guys part? So with that being said, can we talk about how you two met? Sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was 50 years right there. What timing? Do you want the truth or do you yes. want the made up story? No. Well, I know. <laughs> I know the real story because do you guys, okay, do you guys remember this when we went for grandma and grandpa's 50th when I made the road trip with you guys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. That was the absolute best road trip I've had. And it was with you two of uh-huh. all people because 
I asked these questions in the back of the car as we were driving through Marysville. Do you remember that? Yes. When he missed the right and we went left <laughs> and we saw, hey, there's, oh, that's that. <laughs> Is it the river? Yes. <laughs> and so I heard the real story. Right. So let's hear the real story. Like, because that sets the groundwork. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Me? Okay. Um, well, it goes back a few years. I skipped a grade in school, at elementary school, and eventually by the time I got to fifth grade, a friend of my sister's was held back, so we were in the same, the same grade, and we became friends and stayed friends because she lived a few streets away from me. She went to a different high school than I did, and she happened to be friends with someone that Dennis was dating in high school. And I think we had been to some of the same parties, probably, and didn't know each other. I mean, I knew her, but mm -hmm. I didn't know Dennis and his, his girlfriend at the time. Um, and then he went into the Marine Corps Reserves, and he had just come back from his summer maneuvers. And Mary, who was the girl that I knew, um, she and I were hanging out. And she's, she said, let's go do something, okay. And then I guess Dennis called her and said, hey, I'm back, you know, do you want to go hang out? And she said, well, I'm kind of doing something with my friend Claudia, so do you mind if she comes along? And he goes, no, sure, that's fine. And so he picks her up, and then they come and pick me up, and he's got this little tiny two-seater Opal GT. <laughs> what color? Taxi cab yellow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and um, there was a bench seat across the back, so that's where I sat. And the two of them, they weren't dating. They were just friends. Right. And, uh, you know, they, we all, I think we went, I don't know, we went to the beach, I think, and hung out. You, you bought us... Chocolate shakes, I think, and um, what a guy! Chocolate shakes, yeah, Nick he Spender. didn't know Nick me. From, <laughs> yeah, we're on a tight budget, sure. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so the three of us started. You know, we all got along really well. We were having fun, and uh, she went on vacation with her boyfriend, camping or something, and we started dating. Because we, we kind of liked each other, thought we were fun. <laughs> That's a good word. It's a good word. Okay, but so what, is there an immediate attraction? Or is it like very simple where it was like, oh, similar music. It was your summer, so you're around, you know, an attractive girl. What was the spark? We were, we, we were different type. We were different types. Um, but... Um, I liked her. Yeah, she was fun. She was uncomplicated. Not a lot of drama, which was something I really enjoyed. Sure. Know? And um, so I was, you know, I was interested in her, and it, it was a lot of fun. So It started off just, we just had a good time. We just laughed and, and just enjoyed being together. Even if it was married there, too, the three of us really... You know, had a along. good time. And then 
by the time she got back from vacation, I had the front seat, and she got the <laughs> bench seat in the back. <laughs> so it was official, yes. Yeah. Now, do you think, as the relationship grows, your background in families mattered? Where, Absolutely. Where you were both, like, you didn't, and Claudia didn't come from, like, Pals Verdes, and you didn't come from, you know, the other side of the tracks, or no. your only child... Right, because like only childs have a difficult time of either sharing or listening. So you guys had very comparable families. Our families were extremely um, comparable. Like. Right, we came from middle-income families. Uh, fortunately, coincidentally, we were both raised Catholic. Our dads were both in the Knights of Columbus. You know, our moms were stay-at-home moms after the kids started to be born. Right. And so it made life very uncomplicated. And one of the things that helped our marriage work is our parents became good friends. So we never had the disadvantage of family drama where this family doesn't like that family right. and I don't want you to see this person, I don't want you to see that person. As, as time went on, our families both lived in Downey and our parents would go out as, go out for the evening go for, to dinner and and do things socially so it was very comfortable for us uh, not to have family issues right well, yeah. now when you guys met you you didn't live in Downey correct Aunt Claudia? Yeah. right yeah yeah and that was not an issue I, well the family thing being really um, similar uh, yet we would kind of talk about it I think but it wasn't it wasn't something I even thought about but as over the years it does matter right it, it was it, a good least, building block oh Absolutely. Yeah. yeah right Absolutely. like if you were an only child and you you know had a yacht and he shows up uh, on a bicycle you'd probably be like eh, I don't think so much mm -hmm. not gonna work mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe you could work on my yacht <laughs> <laughs> So that helped. Those components helped early on. Yes. And, and my parents liked him. And I think that's big, right? Liked me. Sure. Well, he was different from who previous I was boyfriends. Dating. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This was the end of the, oh, yeah. this was in the seven, early, like 1970. Right. So everybody was wearing long hair. Vietnam was going on. There was a lot of things going on. And here I show up in a sports car with, you know, high and tight, you know, my hair trimmed, etc. because I just come off two weeks of summer maneuvers. So, you know, I was kind of a... Looking good. Looking, well, as far as they're concerned, I was looking great. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's exactly what you want. Yes, right? sure. That, yeah. So then where, then where does the relationship go? Do you guys start even... Let's say within a year, are you guys even talking about marriage? Is that even a, a discussion? We met in August of 1970, and by New Year's Eve, we knew. We were going to get married. By New Year's. Four months. Yes. yes. Wow. It was, it was on that kind of a track that we just, we'd started to talk and said, you know, this, this is good. And, and, and we started to, we kind of discussed it, discussed it, and, and we knew it was going to happen. And I mean, I was, 20 mm -hmm. and to think that i we because you were not that much older were no, making decisions like that at 20 when i look back I, it blows my mind I, I can't believe you know we were that serious at that age do you both think you were mature enough to make those decisions or is it impulsive because of love oh i was totally not mature 
but I think you you sort of made me a little more mature. I I if that makes any yeah. sense. Because love could be blinding, so then you become oh, yeah. you think you're mature. Yeah. No, I knew I was. <laughs> I knew I was not. <laughs> and you've got to understand. Back in that era, people got, came out of high school and got married. Right. Still. Sure. I mean, you could be working in a gas station and afford an apartment and a car payment and, and all those sort of things. The life was a lot more affordable in those days. So for us, um, you know, we we talked about it and then a few months later told our parents about it. Yeah, not that much longer. Not that much longer. Then because we got married the following, following November. November. Right. So and that was just over a year. Then. And lived at home till the day we got married and then moved into the apartment we, we rented. So, so like something like that. So was there even a discussion? Did you guys say like, okay, let, we're going to save our pennies. You stay at home. I'll stay at home. Let's not move in yet. That was not even a consideration okay. to, to move out before we got married. Yeah, and I mean, live together now. We, okay. didn't, we didn't do that. Okay. And, you know, it's not so much a Catholic thing. It's just the way we were brought up. And right. we, we kind of wanted to do stuff right. 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 So the, what what was is considered the right way? Right then. for us. Yeah. Not right for everybody. Sure. But it was something that felt right for us. Right. It was also a different time too. 1970, yes. 1971. There was still a thing of you know why are you going to move in together? You're not married. That would have mm-hmm. been a, a stigma. Right. Mm-hmm. So as you guys are approaching marriage, or you got how much of a discussion are you guys talking about with like kids, or where do you want to move, or or careers? Have you guys had those discussions yet before getting married? You were in a career, you were starting your career. I was starting a career. I'd gotten a, um, I had gotten a job in doing accounting. Okay. Okay. And so I, I was doing that. Claudia was a dental assistant when we got married. We didn't talk about, oh, when are we going to have our first kid? How many are we going to have? I don't think we got into that. We were I don't think we, we talked into about that. that. Did you guys much. even discuss kids? Like, do you want them? Well, I think we probably. We, I think we knew we would have kids. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we weren't avowed, to stay, right? You know, without kids. But so when we got married, that's what we did. And an interesting thing: the very first thing we did when we got married is we opened up a, a bank account and a checking account, and we've had a joint checking account all of our life. It isn't my money and her money. That that's never been how it was. Right. So. And that, that's a big play in a marriage, money. Yes, it's a very big play. Um, one of the things we kind of did different is that where most people say, this is how much I'm going to make, and therefore this is my budget on how much I can spend, we kind of decided what we wanted to do, and I made sure that we made that much money. So there were, you know, I had a second job at a point. You know, I got licensed in, in insurance and securities, et cetera. So a couple evenings a week I could go out and, and I have, so I had a second job in essence after my eight to five job. Right. And, uh, and then once we had got pregnant and we had the kid, the first child, uh, then Claudia stopped working. Now, was and, that a discussion? Did you guys discuss that? Cause that's a, that becomes an issue too, where, okay, are you going to stop and be a stay home mom or do you still want to be a dental assistant? Um, I think I was pretty much done with that career. Okay. <laughs> it w- it didn't pay well and you can't really grow. Right. Um so 
I think I was pretty much cut out to be a stay-at-home mom. Okay. And I've never looked back. It's I, the toughest job in the world. It, it, yes. Yes. I mean, it is. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'd be miserable at it. But, yeah, you know, know, that's what I knew of right. my mom and that your mom. And although yours, your mom worked helping your dad a lot. But, yeah, it just seemed like that's that's what I was going to do. But economics came into play a lot different then. Back then, child care wasn't as expensive. Right. The cost of living wasn't as expensive. Yeah, what was your first apartment? What was the cost of rent? Do you guys even remember? Oh, I think it was something like a hundred and... Fourteen dollars a month or something <laughs> in, like in that up, in Uptown Whittier. In Uptown Whittier, yeah. one fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't a big place. Doesn't matter. Yeah. One bedroom. But, no, that, that's what it was. And uh, okay, how did you guys come up with Whittier? What was that discussion like? Trying to find an apartment. Um, Whittier. Was it your job or I was it geography? Your sister lived in Whittier. She did at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And we just, oh, we like the area. Here's okay. here's me. I wanted to live in a Spanish-style apartment. That's all I, I... I don't care where it is. It's got... I want the Spanish style because I like the look. It's the first concession I made. <laughs> and, it, you know, no, we didn't end up in a Spanish-style no, apartment. It was the Milton Manor, which is still there. Still there. Still there. And at night, since the Odd Fellows Club, the parking lot was on the other side on the weekends after the... Wedding receptions and everything broke up. You could hear the, the fights in the oh parking gosh. lot and, and everybody <laughs> carrying on. But we, we lived in Uptown Whittier uh, for about a year and a half mm-hmm. before we bought our first house in Whittier. Right. Uh, over on the east side of Whittier. Now, okay, so first purchase. That's the first, like the home is like your biggest purchase right. ever in your life. How was that discussion? Well, we started looking, and uh, to be honest, my folks helped us out with part of the down payment. I think our first house was $24,500, and our house payment was, with taxes, 259 a month, oh. and we put like $3,500 down on it, Right. and this, this is what we did. All the pennies you could scratch up and put you know, down. Well, you know, we... Right. That's what you made back then. And it was a cute house. Anything that needed to be done, he did. He built planters in the front. They're still there. Um, I have vague memories of it. Yeah. yeah. It was a great little house. Yeah. It was a nice okay. place. And then, um, and then when we were going to have Karen, our second one, is no, when we, we started to... Well, no. We well, moved here first. Okay. And because, yeah, she came later. Okay. Um but so this house was different, and our house payment was going to be 470 a month, and my father thought I was absolutely crazy for having a house payment that big. <laughs> but by then, besides my regular job, I had a second, a first aid supply business with a partner. Right. Uh, actually, the, the son, or the, excuse me, the husband of one of Claudia's near and dear friends. And so that was a second business that we had. And then Claudia used to do like the bookkeeping here at home for that so she in essence was back in the working but it was for the for the the business right didn't get paid right (laughs) she found a way right okay so those first and within those first five years you guys find an apartment move out buy a house and then have your first child how much of a whirlwind was that in those first five years those first couple of years it wasn't that bad because it wasn't it, it wasn't on a schedule so 
it uh, was we. I think it was fun. Okay. I know. Um, I w- I won't say motherhood came especially easy. I, it took me a minute to kind of adjust to that. Sure. Um, but after that, it was it was all it was all good. It it was fun. Um, you know. Yeah. Yep. She was healthy, happy. Right. I mean, a happy, happy kid. Happy kid. Right. After seeing so. her, then all of our other friends were looking around going, oh, this is pretty good. And then they started to have kids. But we were like the experiment. <laughs> <We> <laughs> if, were, if you two could do it, anybody, it was, right? Well, it was, well, it was just, it, she was easy to take out. I right. Mean, we, at an early age, we went out to dinner. She went out to dinner with us and behaved. And people would come back after, uh, by and call and say, what a well-behaved child. I mean, they, in those days, you know. Well, they, yeah, smoking sections or just smoking yeah, every, restaurants. Everything was, oh, everything no seat belts. It was a much no. different life. No, when mm-hmm. you think about it, it was, yeah. it was simpler it was, and more dangerous. Right. <laughs> right. We all made it. Right. So it was, was it before having a child? How were those years then? in a marriage now living together for the first time and and because you guys dated for roughly like 15 months before marriage right like, so now it's 24 7 you got someone's leaving stuff in the bathroom someone's got to cook a meal you got to figure it out like were those easy couple of months in the marriage new for you guys to have a roommate now <laughs> you know i i don't think they were that i you didn't bother me that much, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you guys had a roommate now. Well, your 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 wife, lover, you know, husband. Yeah, you know, the, the reality comes down to is is not taking everything that serious that it's worth a fight or an argument. I mean, there's times when you just want to go your own way for a little bit and kind of regroup mm-hmm. because, fortunately, we're not both type A's, or we, you know, we were at each other all the time. Right. I was more of the type A, Claudia wasn't. So, you know, over the years, you know, she's tried to get me to come down a few notches, and I know she's come up a few, so we've we've reached a happy medium. But, you know, if you're both too passive, you got to have the most boring life in the world. Right. And if you're both type A's, their neighbors are calling the cops <laughs> on you every week. So, but and that wasn't the way it was. And and one of the things that I think is a key, and we have people that we know, I'll leave it at that, that, that get into it still. And sure. you know, when you get in an argument and you get into the name calling, you can never take that back. So in in our life, I mean, I never called her a name and she's never called me a name to apologize for. You know, because to us, that's been the, the line you don't go. And I think that's I think that's a key thing because once... You can disagree all you want, but once you cross that line on respect, then it's open season. And then from there, yeah, I think it's easy to go into free fall. Now, where did you guys come up with that kind of theory or philosophy? It's just it's just how it's been. Like Just being good people? Yeah. When, when my kids were growing up, I said, you can't say a single cuss word that your mother says unless your mom says it. They go, well, that's no fair. She doesn't cuss. <laughs> how about the ones you do, Dad? I go, no. no. Then, then you get your mouth washed with soap. Right. Yeah. Right. So we've... Uh, you know, I think I think going into marriage, and again, not something I thought about at the time. Um, you've got to have a few key elements. You got to be able to trust the person. 
you got to be in a little bit of awe of the person. And you have to have respect for the person. Or why? Why do it? Because nothing's going to be fun at a point. Um, so, you know, those are some important things, I think. Um, and also in the beginning of living together, after we were married, it was all new. It, everything, that's one of the things that we, we didn't want to live together before marriage and then get married and then come back home to the same old thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you stay home, you get married, you go on a honeymoon if you have one, which we only had three days, but okay, <laughs> no problem. Um, and then you have something to look forward to when you're coming home because everything's new and new, new schedules, new, new ways of doing things. And, you know, it just, it was, it was a learning curve and a fun experience. And you got to have a sense of humor about things. So plus being in the reserves two weeks every summer for the next four years, I had summer maneuvers. We didn't have, quote, vacation. And one weekend every month, I had to go in for my monthly summer, or my monthly duty. Right. So so you it, still had that through what, 74, 75? Uh, 70, end of 75. Wow. Yep. So that was going on. But, you know, what we would do is, you know, take a three-day weekend to go somewhere. We, we've, we've always managed every three or four months to try to say, let's do a little getaway, mm-hmm. especially once the kids were old, you know, old enough that we could leave them with grandma or one of the grandparents or right. whatever. We would try to just go take a little mini vacation. Let's, let's go down to the beach for the weekend or let's go out to the desert for three days and, and break up the monotony of just getting in a rut. And I think that was always kind of a, a thing to do. Just, it's fun. You're going to just go away and, and uh, you know, it's not going to cost you a fortune. Uh, not relative to what today is versus income. Right. You know, you could go and, and, and do it reasonably. Right. I always thought that was great that you guys did that. Yeah. It was always mm-hmm. something like, oh, they're just going to get take two or three days and to refresh and get to know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's huge. I try to do that. It's like, it's, it's a, makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Does. It's fun and life should be fun. Right. And you don't have to go to Europe. I mean, you can no. go to Santa Barbara. You can go to La Jolla. Sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just make it a drive. And, mm-hmm. and have a good time. Right. I mean, that's that's the key thing. Nothing like a road trip. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what was then, you know, now let's say we've got Karen. So we're at 78. Mm-hmm. Where are we thinking now? Like, if we're, we're almost 10 years in. Are you guys feeling like... You got your stride. You're feeling comfortable. We got kids. We got a big house and yeah, a pool. Yeah, we got this. We got the pool. We, uh, yeah, we kind of knew what we were understand. doing. We, we've stayed in this house. <laughs> so this is our second house. Right. We never moved again. It had everything we wanted at a point. We started looking around up at Anaheim Hills and all these great places and had the talk of saying, look, we can live in one of these houses, but if we do, you're going to see a whole lot less of me because I'm going to be, I'm going to have this big mortgage that we're going to have to, you know, be able to pay. Right. And so 
what we've had for these first years is now going to change, and do we really want that? Now, we talked about moving down to the beach, living, you know, down in a bigger home, bigger, better, more expensive, but nah, this was comfortable and close to family, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't want you not being around. No, you know, and I was working still in, in L.A. at the time, so, you know, I always wanted to. Yeah, that would have been a commute. That would have been a commute. And uh, and so we just made the decision that, you know, we're in a great neighborhood. It's a great house. We had put the pool in. And so instead of getting tied in with a bigger mortgage, mortgage et cetera, and its prices and everything else went up, we stayed here. And now we had more discretionary money to spend on other things or to save and, and put away for whatever. I mean, you know, in those days we would buy a car and keep it for six years. So we'd, we'd buy a car and pay for it in three years and keep it for three more with no car payments. But now we would have been replacing the other old car right. and keeping it for six years. Now, that philosophy, were you guys having that conversation at night, the pillow talk, like, okay, we're going to do this with a car or mm, this? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we would. Yeah, he didn't just go out and right, do right. it. Yeah, we would discuss things and like you that. did you feel even 50 50 like in those conversations like yeah if you thought well i think we should or like because that's always important in a marriage that it's never a hierarchy oh he says it's this way no that's she right. wants and it goes that uh, way i mean she'd say well if we're gonna get into the car and you know during those days she'd have a station wagon right yeah you know she would drive a station wagon because Kids would get hauled around or whatever, so that was. I so our, wanted my or, parents to get one of those or a weekend car. You're right. <laughs> I love that your window went down in the back. I thought yeah, that was the greatest. We had that, you know, and uh, and um, and so that was the decision we made, which which worked for us. Yeah. But you know, sometimes he would want to do something, and I'd go, "Okay, now wait a minute. Let's Take see it. if this is, you know, does this make sense?" And you know, he would do the same thing to me. You know, let's talk about it. Talk it through. And, you know. Yeah. And you never took it personal, right? It's like, a, it's a oh, it's no, having no. a good partner to be able to say, hey, well, hold on a second. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's discuss before we jump into the deep end. Because yeah. if you don't, then you get resentful about the fact, you know, you don't want to get in this. I told you we shouldn't have gotten this. Right. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to get to that point. So she may have wanted a Cadillac and we settled for an Oldsmobile. Mm-hmm. Okay, one step down, but now it was more affordable. Right. So we, we would do things like that, you know, or, you know, we get a Chevrolet or whatever. Right. So those were the kind of things we did um, and tried to compromise and, and watch where the dollars were. Because, you know, in those days, in accounting the way I was, coming up through accounting, um, if I saw by the job I was in was a dead end, I would change jobs. I mean, I would just jump jobs. And, um, did you jump a lot often in those first 10 years in the seventies? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I probably had four, four, at least four jobs in 10 years. My dad, That's a lot. Yeah. my dad sat me down and said, you got to tell him to stick with a company. Now my dad was career Edison company. He spent his whole career there. Right. And that's what you did then. Right, right. Your he dad works at a factory. He stays there for yeah, 50 right. years. And that's not Dennis's style. Yeah, right. He was always looking to do more, 
to to get a little higher up in a good company. Mm-hmm. And if you and go to work for a company and your boss is six, seven years older than you and you're in your 30s, you're going, okay, this guy's never going to leave. Right. And so, you know, I don't want to be sitting here for the next 20 years, you know, moving along. So at a point, I got, even though I was in accounting, so to speak, um, I got involved with the operations side. And so one of my job changes was I went to work for a company that was in trouble. And when we turned them around, I became the general manager. And so I moved over and could run both operations and finance. And then over the rest of my career, I basically went over to the operations side, but was always able to use my financial background. The fact I used to have a second job in sales, I knew sales. And so I was, I was pretty well rounded out to, you know, do that kind of a job. And so it was part of the plan and it worked. Right. You know, I never had a problem where I couldn't find a job. Right. I, I could find jobs. In the late seventies there was a bit of turmoil with the economy and interest rates and of, stuff. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So being able to be a Swiss army knife and have multiple positions, whether it's sales or finance or operations, mm-hmm. right. is very helpful. But your dad and and Claudia and his point was how men would get a job after the war mm-hmm. they had worked from 1947 all the way yeah. until they retired and got the watch That's but right. you know funny thing years later these two guys are my son-in-law this is my son-in-law here this is the one he he's a go-getter he you know he can do everything right he he, he kind of brag about me but i could understand his concern sure right you know because you know uh we'd go out to dinner with him and i go oh, i got something to tell you what's that well i quit my job Oh, my God, what are you going to do now? I've got another one. We're okay. But, you know, to him, it was a real shock sure. that, that I would do this. but Because yeah. it was not done that way. No, it wasn't mm-hmm. done that way. Yeah. That's not the way you lost your job in 49 because you got fired, <clears throat> not because you were going to go to another job. Yeah. Right. It was very rare. Right. right. Yeah. Well, fortunately, you never got fired. You always no. uh, had something to, to jump to. Yeah. To move. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that what you're what you were doing then happens very much now. Oh, totally. People have jobs two, three, four. Like mm-hmm. you can look at someone's, you know, resume and it's constant. Where then it was one sheet. And, you know, I had a job for thirty years. Yeah. that's it. Yeah. Things on. are changing. I mean, every day, the job market changes. I don't know what our grandkids are going to be doing for jobs. They're not even created yet. I don't think. Right. Yeah. Well, the so. work ethic's different. You know, you can't even get teenage kids that want to do anything like work. Right. I mean, I'm, it, it's just a different generation. Or right. You always generation. had a job. I always had a job from the first day I was a box boy to a, a bus boy at a coffee shop or something. I was always working from 15 on, you know, even though I had, once I got my first car, you know, I had to pay for my own gas. I had to pay for my own insurance, you know. Buy right. my first surfboard or whatever. Right. But those were the kind of things that you had to do. Yeah, and don't forget the chocolate shakes for chocolate shakes. Claudia well, and Mary. Well, this, you know. Yeah. Okay. Listen, <laughs> we, we could go to McDonald's and get two cheeseburgers, two fries, and two Cokes and get change for a dollar. Those were, those were different days. That's amazing. And, and, you know, but even when we were going along, and you're, we had a family budget. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the budget was more for the fact that different weeks of the month was to know which when we were going to pay certain bills because if you didn't you look at this week and look at the checking account and go man we're fat this week we could go do some stuff but you had to know hey next week we've got 
that's the heavy week that we get hit on. So, you know, we would kind of create this. I would create it, and then Claudia would would just draw a line through them, knowing that this is what this is what we're going to do. Right, we got to hit this. Got to hit these numbers. Right. And when when I was finally working for not small companies, but mid size and bigger companies, then we could start to put money away in a in a four hundred one k or a retirement account and let that build. And even if I changed jobs, it was transferable. Right, you know? right. So we could start building up for retirement, which you know. It's key. Very yeah. key. Yeah. Was that something you guys even talked about early on? 401ks, retirement, you know, oh, we're going to retire at a certain number. We want to do this. I don't know if we ever talked about what age you wanted to retire, but yeah, he always would talk about, you know, I've got to put this amount into this. And yeah, because yeah. I paid the bills. So, I mean, I was You were looking at those numbers. Yeah. yeah. And, and her dad retiring from Edison had a great pension mm -hmm. you know my dad who you know ended up at the end being a financial planner he was always drilling it in my head he says okay bread's not gonna always be 19 cents a loaf you know this is what inflation's gonna do and for a while you don't you don't see it and of course right now you really see it oh, yeah. when you look at what's going on i mean it's it's literally out of control so with him in that sort of business it kept being brought up and the point kept being made uh how you're going to have to be able to take care of yourself, you know, when the times comes, the bad times come, or retirement comes. Right. Was that, like, so let's say now into, like, your 20 years, right? Kids are old enough now. You're established. You're now working at a, at a bigger company. There is a 401k. Is there a sense in the marriage between you two, like, a calming, like, oh, if you looked at your... Your companions, your friends, like, oh, theirs is an absolute shit show and we got our marriage together? Or did you guys kind of feel like there was constantly a work in progress in um, those, like, 20s? You know, I've, I've never really thought of our marriage as a lot of work because you've made everything kind of easy for me. <laughs> um, Thank but, you very yes, <laughs> I, I looked around at other people and would kind of compare and... I thought, yeah, I'm I'm pretty lucky. I think we got this down because this you yeah marriage thing. You do that naturally. You look at your your friends and you go, oh boy. Yeah. And then and then the summer. Then once the reserves were over, you know, I would we'd have one week at, once week a month one week in the summertime, we would go on vacation, just Claudia and I. Okay. And one week a month a year would be the family vacation. Okay. You know, so if we got together with. The grandparents and what everybody we went up to Mammoth. We went down and I got went down to the beach. Whatever that was the family vacation. But then Claudia and I always took a week just ourselves. Left them with the grandparents. They kick them back and forth the whole week, right? And do our own thing. And that was something else we did. So yeah, um, yeah. Those were the Tahiti years, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was fun. Right. And those was that was that something that you felt. The, that helped the marriage to have like a big plan like that, like going to Tahiti, especially sure. in the 80s. You guys have talked about it. It gives you something to look forward right. to. Right. Yeah. There we wasn't were... phones. Like you were, you There's... were left alone. Yeah, yeah. There was no phones, no TV. Like Nothing. it was literally like, you're going to Tahiti. We look up on a map, be like, hope we see him again. Because <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, yeah, far away. Yeah. Um, I think that first time in Tahiti, 
to make a phone call, you had to go into a, a separate little room. At the hotel. Almost like a, like a little telephone room or a phone booth or something, but it was bigger than that uh, to be able to make a call out. Uh, yeah, it was. And you was, never called home. No. Because and that would cost part, you $600. No, and the best part, oh, I always yeah, said, it was expensive. I can't be reached for right. work. I was off the grid, which was great. And if they had to reach us, they could have called the hotel and we, they could have gotten a message to us. But you know what? At that point, short of something fatal happening, the grandmothers had raised kids through all mumps, measles, chicken pox. They could handle it. Right. It wasn't like. We were going to space. Right. Well, so, it was kind of. Kind of. <laughs> in those early years, it was kind of, right? Because right. you guys went enough times to see a change yes. in a place. That yeah. that doesn't happen very often. No. Yeah. No. That was, those were good years. Good years. Jeez, that was sort of fun. Right. What think was about the, those a minute. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what was the first year you guys went to Tahiti? It was probably. Very early 80s, right? Yeah, because. Karen had, what did she get, chicken pox? She got chicken pox, right? And I think left. she was about three, so. 81? About 81. 81, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody had a cell phone. That didn't exist, oh, right? No. So was there, there was no cars, right? Was it little scooters? Or is it They're called mokes. Mo- rickshaws? It's like a, a moke <laughs> is like a little, almost like a little uh, Myers-Manx, a little Volkswagen right. deal that you could rent. Or almost a, a thing, a Volkswagen thing. Yeah, just this little kind thing. Of and no it's only doors. 26 miles around the right. island. Yeah. So most of the time, you know, uh, you know, the, the first year we went, we went to Papiete Morea Bora Bora. First day? No, the first, <laughs> the, the, the first week. After that, we just went Papiete Bora Bora. I mean, we... we and you have to stop in Papiete. That's where the plane, plane lands. Right. And so yeah. then you take a motor launch to Bora Bora. So no, by you fly to Bora Bora. And then you took the motor launch oh, to yes, the hotel. Oh, yes, you're right. So yeah. by your last trip, how much of a contrast and change did you see? They were subtle, but you could see it starting to happen. I mean, you know, it, it still was, there still wasn't cell phones. Okay. Um, or air conditioning in the rooms, which no. that was I fun. mean, nowadays you get these over-the-water bungalows. Oh, yeah, the Marriott's got a resort, oh, and it's you've all got this. The, you've got the Ritz-Carlton, you've got... Um, we heard that things were coming. Yeah. You know, the bigger hotels were going to be... Be moving in. Right. And they took some of the outer, um, what they call a motu, which is an island, and they would turn it into a resort. So that was going on there. But when we were going there, you know, when you got an over-the-water bungalow, there was no air conditioning. There were screens around the windows, and it was a thatch roof. And in the, in the evening, you'd feel the breeze blow through, and you'd look down in the water in the morning. It was like a living aquarium. Uh, nobody did any fishing inside the reef, so they didn't bring any predator fish in like sharks. Right. So when you went in the water, it was literally like swimming in an aquarium. I mean, it was just amazing. Did you feel those trips were a major recharge to the marriage? Absolutely. Just oh, a massive yeah. spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You come yes. home and you just feel refreshed like newlyweds, uh, like tackle we, the world. We saw things there that we, I mean, just the the sea life in the water. If you left your light on at night and went to dinner, you'd come home and there were these enormous manta rays you you're swimming right off your the little light, scooping up steps. the plankton because the the light attracted the the fish you know and wow it, um, it was yeah and you always brought back French bread because you could throw little pieces <laughs> out there and it was just like this feeding frenzy would go on in, in the water so 
those those were just all all great things that we looked forward to. Every time we went, it was an adventure. So with a contrast like that, where those trips are just so fun and refreshing and, and just felt great, were there ever periods in the 50 years where you're just like, oh, this is a grind. How are we going to get through it? Like, were there, I don't want to say bad times, but yeah. just where you're just like, oh boy, if I have to pick up one more dirty sock. <laughs> yeah, oh, he, yeah. She's oh, got to yeah. probably answer that because basically I never felt that way. I mean, we were very active. Right. And, and so we just did things. You know, there are just times I don't want to make dinner. There's, I can't come up with one new thing to make for dinner. That's been... <laughs> 18,626 days. So I, so I come home and I go, what's for dinner? And she goes, you're taking those, me out to dinner. <laughs> okay. And of course, they had a real fun thing in the early days. They had what was called a Let's Dine Out card. So you, you bought a Let's Dine Out card. I think it was $20. And it had all these places in this book that you could go. And you got you paid for one dinner. And the second one equal or less money was free. And this was not Taco Bell and, no, and no, Jack no. in the Box. These, are These were fine restaurants dining restaurants. down in Newport Beach, everywhere. Well, the fun thing is, so you would go, you go out to dinner, and it was A, affordable, and it was basically two for one. Right. And a lot of times, they were supposed to stamp your, your book so you wouldn't come back. They wouldn't stamp it. So if you really found a place you liked, for the rest of the year... You could go back there several times with your Let's Dine Out card. <laughs> oh, and yeah. we did that I, for I was a many cheap date. years. I was a cheap date in the beginning until he spoiled me with the Let's Dine Out card. So <laughs> it's his fault. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. What happened to that? It, Scam. They, they stopped making it. Yeah. But it, it was yeah. the world's greatest deal, especially when you were on a budget. Right. So once again, we could go out to dinner and get a lot of bang for our buck and not uh, and not blow our brains out. Yeah. Uh, and most of the time, and I got to say this also, our philosophy always was we never carried a credit card balance to the next month. Okay. We always paid off our credit cards every month. So I didn't want to pay interest on interest, you know, because once you start letting it accumulate and it's building interest, then you're paying on interest that the next month. So one of our disciplines was uh, a lot of times we would keep so much in cash out a week and that was our money to... You know, Claudia got hers, I got some. If, if we're going to go out to dinner and that, I would pay cash. Okay. You kind of have a better feel for what things cost, et cetera. Right. When you're... Not to say we wouldn't use a credit card if we had to, but the, our philosophy was, uh, like on our budget, we said, okay, we got so much a month that's for credit cards. In my mind, we never went over that amount because I knew, for example, at the end of the month, we were going to pay 300 or 500 that, that was what was going to come through that much or less on the credit card. Yeah. And so we never got in a financial jam because we never let ourselves get in a financial jam. Now, if you're going to buy a new washer and dryer from Sears and they got a 24-month plan or a 36-month plan, that's different, you know, on a major purchase. Sure. But on a lot, you know, right now during the pandemic, because it's changed the way everybody's doing things, Everybody's throwing credit cards down for everything. Then here comes the surprise at the end of the month. Like, holy crap, where did all this money, you know, how do we accumulate it all? And you know, it adds up fast. Mm -hmm. So um, that was another thing that we, we never let the finances get in the way. We kind of shared that philosophy and it worked, you know. Well, back to looking at things that, you know, are a grind or something like that. The only thing I can 
come up with is you would not be happy at work, especially towards the end before you retired. That right. was that kind of got you down. Yeah. So that was that was a little bit of an issue. But as far as us no, I never got tired yeah. of it. Because the company I was with <laughs> got acquired. Right. And one of the things contractually they said is you need to stay three years afterwards and run the company. So and it was a it was a big guy. So they, they bought the company and, and they were not fun to work for. Just pure and simple. They weren't funny to work for. And then at two and a half years, um, we worked out that I, I could leave six months earlier. Yeah. So, so isn't it funny something like that, and that's what people need to understand, is how one person's work can affect the ripple on the family. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, absolutely. You, you come home and you're just pissed. Your boss has been grinding on you. You don't want to bring it home and take it out on the family. No. And it happens. So you got to have a partner where it's, you know, they can kind of slow you down on that. Right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. big. That, that, that's a very big thing to be able to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know. Have you always felt, and Claudia, as a good, like, buffer companion where you can listen to him and give him advice in, as well with you, Uncle Dennis? Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, can you call him out on something and be like, No. That's not a good thing? Yes, I think I, I've done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not this, that morning, but I mean just in the 18,000 days. Yes. Because you, you do need that, right? Like of course. You, it's the last thing you want. They sort of lie to you and be like, ah, you look great. Go out the door. And you're just like, ah, yeah. that's a horrible advice you gave right. me. But, you know, I, I think there have been kid issues along the way, you know, and they're fine. They're good kids. Um, I think we have the right kids for us. <laughs> sure. Um, and I won't say those were easy times, but, you know, you make the best of it. And at the end of the day, you still have two happy, healthy, well-adjusted kids. That's all you hope for. That's, That's all right. you can hope for. That's it. <laughs> Just trying to make good people. Yeah. It's up to them to do whatever the hell they have I mean, that. kids aren't perfect. <laughs> no. I, you know. But you know. It's okay. Generationally, things were different. Back in the earlier years of our marriage, like, it would never have done, we almost did it, but it wouldn't dawn on you to move that far away that you would be away from your parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, the family unit stayed intact. We almost moved to Colorado at one point. I was going to run a company there. And at the last minute, we changed our mind. Okay. Was but, that a discussion amongst the two of you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was a big How did deal. that go? Well. Because you both be moving from both parents. Right. Well, the only thing we were doing, we, our safety net is we were going to lease this house out. Okay. So we weren't selling it right away. And then we were going to move to Colorado. Uh, Colorado. And if things didn't work, we would have something to come back to. In our mind, that was like. Yeah, the, it was a big discussion. The house was gorgeous. Yeah. We were building a house there. Oh. But then oh. interest rates got to, quote, 10%. And this group of guys I was with, they're, they were all type A's. They're from all over the country. And um, their marriages were starting to fall apart. I think everybody's marriage fell apart. I think everybody that moved to Colorado got divorced. Wow. Yes. And we didn't go. And we, we saw that coming. Yeah. We're going, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea. And we liked the people and their wives and everything. We thought, okay, we're going to all be over there, so we'll know people. We were all roughly the same age. Right. Okay. 
But you don't know. It's funny. You you know people, but you don't know their their marriage. Yeah. It could have been falling apart, and they just put on a good face. But then you see that it deteriorated by the time they got to Colorado. Well, it's funny because this group of, of men, anyway, um, the the main guy who was kind of running the the show, getting everybody together, he would do like. Um, team building things mm-hmm. and you know we're all okay and yay us and <laughs> we're gonna make this and we're gonna be rich and then it all fell apart and it's like how does that happen when everybody's so gung-ho and you know young happy people all of a sudden it just blows up like that. Well, everybody was a type A personality. We were all over the country. A lot of us were going to be dealing by phone. We had one big meeting in Chicago where we all said, "Okay, how are we going to handle? How are we going to handle issues where there's everybody thinks they're right?" So we mm-hmm. we were trying to set up rules, and it wasn't a whole lot different than a marriage. You know, when you talk about a group of people starting a a startup business, it's like everybody pulling. The sled the same direction sure and and so that that was something which i thought was a good idea that we did but as it moved on um some of these guys were you know maybe they went to the extent where they ignored their family or they ignored their wife and the, they didn't want to necessarily relocate uh, so the corporate offices were going to be in colorado but a lot of them were you know throughout the country had their their distributorships but everybody at the corporate level ended up getting divorced over that two-year period. And the business survived afterwards, but it, it wasn't what, what I wanted to do. So in the 11th hour, we pulled out. We, we backed out of the house. We still had this house. And, you know, and I was still working because this other company I was going to go to work for had been my second job. I never gave up my primary job where I had our health insurance and my retirement and everything the eight to five was still covered. I I was always had the safety net. Wow! And then with my extra time, I would go out and test the waters. But uh, I was too chicken to let go of the rope <laughs> and try to walk on water. I don't think that was in my DNA. Did over those fifty years, you know, it, it's interesting where you were always very Uncle Dennis, like you were surfing and you played golf later and stuff. Was that something where you felt it was okay that Aunt Claudia didn't surf or didn't play golf? Like, that was kind of like you would have your Saturday mornings and go surf in the morning. Sunday mornings. Or Sunday mornings, (laughs) and you would have your quiet, you know, crossword puzzle times, and that was kind of a, okay, I'll let him have his four hours, and I've got my four quiet hours. Was was that kind of a nice thing? Yes. Yes, it's worked out real well. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I surfed at daybreak. Right. And I was home by 9.30 or 10. And right. sometimes he would come home and go, let's go back to the beach and grab us all. And we'd go spend the day back at the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. I mean, even now, when I go golfing, I, I golf at 7 in the morning, and I'm home by 10.30. Sure. So we still have the whole day. Right. I don't go out at 10 in the morning and say, I'll be back at 5 tonight or 4 tonight. And have lunch with the guys and drinks and finally come home. And then the weekend's gone. You know, I've always done the early part. She can sleep in a little bit. Does her crosswords, you know, reads the paper. And, and, and then, we, when, then we regroup and do things right. after that. 
Yeah, because you are an avid newspaper reader. I am. I am. I don't know what I'm going to do <laughs> <laughs> when they stop printing it, but and the price of it keeps going up. And then on Sunday, it doesn't come until sometimes 9, 30, 10 in the morning. Yeah, they're terrible. And, right. you know, I can't get anything done. And then he's coming home from, <laughs> from golf. Let's go do something. You're trying to get your crossword puzzle. Oh, it hasn't shown I up have yet. I things to do. <laughs> yeah. What? So how? Okay, so now let's say you guys are empty nesters, right? And that's right. the part of where the great divorce sets in, where people are like 25, 30 years in, and you two are just the two. Yeah. How was that, right? Well, well, we wanted to get a dog, another dog. That didn't work out. The dog was going to be the filler. But you got to understand, when I retired, then something happened. My phone started ringing because I'd been in the food business for 50 years. So then I was getting calls from people going, hey, I understand you retired. I got this project. Can you come help me out for a couple months? So I I got drawn back in doing consulting. Even today, I consult three days a week, uh, three days a week. So, you know, she doesn't have me driving her crazy. Nine, you know, every morning staring every morning, at her. Right. What are we doing? What are we doing? Right. What are we doing? Yeah. When I first yeah. retired, I, was, I, I had flipped a few homes, and I flipped a home across the street from where we live here. Mm-hmm. So I'd get up in the morning at 7 with my cup of coffee and walk across. That's like the first thing I think you were involved in when yeah, you retired. when I retired. I mean, I'd flipped a couple while I was working. But I, I had done mm-hmm. a few since. So that I enjoyed, and it got me out of the house. Uh, that was fun. I mean, there were times, like, late in the afternoon, he'd be done working, and I'd take a bottle of wine and glasses, and we'd go sit on the front porch across the street and, <laughs> and look see at our how house. <laughs> things looked from that side of the street. Hmm, maybe we could live here. Yeah. <laughs> huh, should we move? We, right. we thought about thought about it yeah so there's no pool so i work three days a week right now i've been doing it for a year with this latest company which is fine for a while i was doing it five days a week that was too much three days a week's nice because you know it's a good balance it's a good balance yeah you don't want to go back to being nine to five no 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 not interested in that did so when the kids left how was that though when it's just the two of you walking around in the house let me see. I've got to go back to when Karen got married because she 16 left. years ago. She lived here until she got married. Yeah. Um, well, after Karen got married, we sort of got a, we took a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. I don't, I don't think we really got hit with that. I don't I, think. I, I mean, I would know. I wasn't I was here. kind of excited about it. Because so I guess if he's at work, you got the house to your at that point to yourself. No, it's just me. Slippers and robes until you know noon, (laughs) days of our lives and crossword puzzles. When they got married, after they've been married a little bit, they bought a a a, in a hotel that had been converted into a condo Mm -hmm. down in Long Beach. Right. And um, surprise of surprises, for a couple that was never going to have kids, she got pregnant. Well. I had flipped other homes, and I found one probably half a mile, three-quarters of a mile away from us that was coming on the market and bought it um, and took them over there and said, look, if you want a house, because they were going to be living, they were living in a condo that was 1,050 square feet of that. <laughs> oh, that. And yeah. one bedroom, one bath, and the babies in the room with them, I said, 
this is a little four bedroom, two bath house. We'll make it a three bedroom, two bath. We could do all these things to it. And they said, yeah, we'd be interested. So I said, okay. So that was one of my other ones that we, another project project, and and a big project and it came out gorgeous. And so they lived there, you know, they took over that house. Right. And then when they got done living there, they've moved away, but they're only 15 minutes away. Right. But so. yeah, so, and then when the kids were born, the babies, the grandkids, they were here all the time. I mean, Karen came home from the hospital and stayed here. She was back at home for the first two, three weeks till she could take care of herself and a baby. Right. Um, yeah, so we didn't get a whole lot of time to be empty nesters. No, because the grandkids um, filled in, which was good. Yeah. And, you know, at that early age, they loved to go to the grandparents and get spoiled. Right. Yeah, I had them both all the time. How was it, okay, being grandparents? I was the best. <laughs> the best thing. Right, because you were dumping ever. your children off yeah. mm-hmm. on grandparents to have your time. Now it's your turn to absorb them. Did you guys really like, oh, this is fantastic. Oh, no, oh, they, they were great kids. Yes. And we had the dogs. We yeah. had our dogs at oh, the time. We, we had the yeah. We had the dogs and the cats um, and right. everything. So there was there was a lot going on here at the time, and no, it was we we they were never a problem to have. They they just weren't bad kids. No no no. But for we you guys, we it, for you guys at, at that point, it's like now you get to do the time. You do the time of being yeah. the grandparents and spoil oh, yeah. and have fun and, and have, I did. have them when they're having chicken pox or whatever. Yeah, I would have done it. <laughs> I bring it. Bring right. it. I could have yeah. handled it. We were young yeah. enough, you know, that we could get down on the floor and play. I'd get in the little play yards and sit there with them. And, um, oh, I had I had the whole setup. All Karen had to do was bring me a kid. Right. I had clothes. I had diapers. <laughs> Everything I had was food. Here. I had toys. I had it all. And then one thing you try not to do is tell them how to bring up their kids. Right. You know, let them, let them do that. If they want to ask you, it's fine. But... Yeah, you, know, you didn't want to be that one that every time they come over, well, you know, what you need to do is, right, you know, more of this and less of that. No, yeah, that, that isn't. I just love the uh, the evolution of the house where the 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 white metal wrought iron protective gate was up mm-hmm. and then it was down and then yeah. plastic goes back <laughs> up. Yep. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did not like the gates. No. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that but. was kind of like that tells you where you're at in your life, right? Kids, no kids, grandkids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back, grandkids can swim. Puppies. Down yeah, puppies. Yeah. Right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, the yeah. fun part. So what simplified, like, knowledge can you drop on somebody to get to 50? Like, how simple can you just say, do this, and I guarantee you got a good chance at it? Oh, because everybody's different. I know, I know. You know, it sounds corny, but you've got to be good friends. You've just got to be friends first. You know, I mean, let's be realistic about it. I mean, that's all encompassing. If otherwise, if if you just focus on too many other things, you're it's it's not going to work out. It really doesn't. I mean, when the day is over, we would just as soon go out to dinner, us still, as go out with a, a few couples. Oh, we have our best times, just the two of us. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that we won't go out with our, we, we we have a ball going out with people or meeting up with people for cocktails and that. And a lot of our friends, uh, they're new friends that kind of feel like old friends. A lot of them are younger than we are, <laughs> um, which I find a little interesting. Yeah. Um, I had made a comment a few years ago to Dennis that 
I was over this particular couple. I said, we need to expand our circle of friends. And all of a sudden, all these people just, you have to be open to it, I think, and and be ready to have new people come into your life. And all of a sudden, wow, we have this huge group of people. And they like us. And somebody's we like house them. for a birthday or an anniversary. Right. Right. And they're fun. And they all do things, you know, among themselves, too. Um, but, yeah. They, they seem to enjoy being with us, and they're kind of in awe of our long-term marriage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, being friends is, is a good way to start. It, and you've got to stay active. It's so important. I mean, we have friends that, you know, well, today this hurts, so I don't do it anymore. And a week later, well, you know, this now hurts, so I'm not doing this anymore. And pretty soon they're doing nothing. And that's... Then you're in the death spiral as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I get up in the morning. I got all kinds of things that hurt. But you know what? You get moving and most of it goes away and, and you keep doing things. And I think that's one of the tricks. I mean, you're not going to hurt yourself, but you don't want to just be sit, sitting around. I mean, I am catch myself all of a sudden going, well, after dinner, I'm going to go sit in the recliner and watch TV for three hours. It's great to do that now and then, but you don't want to be doing that every single day. I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's good for you. Right. Um, so, you know, there's the trade-offs there that you got to do. It's, you know, everybody's got their own thing that works. If you got plenty of hobbies, that's one thing. But, you know, if you don't, I think the last thing you want to be doing is sitting around getting, you know, getting uh, old and complacent. Very complacent. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, I always thought it was great coming here because it was like, uh, especially like the late seventies, early eighties, but the eighties. It was like, let's see what what Uncle Dennis has in his garage this time. <laughs> what, what, where, what, what stage is the next thing? Well, you know, and I fixed up cars, right? You know, because you know. Well, okay, cars. I mean, I, I see with Instagram now. It, I have like PTSD memory flashbacks of stuff. There was a, a, a Instagram the other day of a guy. He built this beautiful wooden plane, and it looks all great, and it's beautiful he takes off and it goes up in the air and it goes right into his kid it takes like a hard bank and like hits his five-year-old the balsa wood just explodes right kid's totally fine the father goes running over there ignores the child and starts grabbing at the plane like the hours i spent you know it's just like I remember you and Dad sitting in here and making those damn gliding wood planes. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Right, right. Yeah. The gliders. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I always restored cars. Always. We always had a, a car. My biggest regret is I sold any of them because... <laughs> right. I drove you to go get the Volkswagen bus. Right. Yeah. So... That was yeah. that was so great. The Woody, Watching the, the stage of the Woody being built go down, go up. It was yeah. like a time lapse. That was oh a family thing. We were all out there sanding, right. sanding wood. You know, sanding. yeah, we were. Yeah, my neighbors thought we were crazy when I came <laughs> home with that thing. But uh, but those were the things. We've had boats. Fortunately, mm -hmm. we just got another boat in June. That that now that we're we're starting to use that more. Right. So that's going to be a, a good thing to do. Well, uh, being friends is not a bad building block for a long-term marriage. No. Right? Being no. Com being able to look at someone and say, you know what? I still love you, but you're my friend. Yeah. Like, I like you, too. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like Most you. Most of the time. <laughs> you, you, don't, 
you don't always, you know, it's all, it, sure. it's, it's fluctuates. <laughs> Listen, Some there, days are better than there others. are those days when you just, you just say, look, this is not the day we're going to get into this. Okay. Cause right. Put it aside Let's, for another day. We'll talk day. later about it. It's a day or two later. And then you can talk about it. You just know in your heart, you do not want to get into this right now. This is going to be the battle. And, and so it passes, you know, it, it you know, yeah, it's, that's a smart way to do it. Do you try not to go to bed angry at each other? Um, now nah, we go to bed angry at each other sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we do. Fortunately, there's another bedroom. <laughs> yeah, it's there's times when it's just like, okay, this is, yeah, you know, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Of all people, Margie gave me that advice. Really? She said, don't ever go to bed angry. With Antoinette, try to, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I I don't know how you can do that. I don't know. I I don't. But, I mean, not you and Antoinette. No, I, mean, I didn't. Hey, when she told me early on, I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, because sometimes you just go to bed mad. <laughs> oh yeah. I yeah. mean, and it's all right. <clears throat> if I could do 95 percent, 98, you're doing good, great. Yeah. yeah, there's no such thing. That's like an old. <laughs> that's an old philosophy when wives were enablers, and sure. you know, the right. husband was the breadwinner and all that went on but the reality is there's going to be times you're going oh god we're we're i don't want to talk about it and you go to bed and she goes to bed and it's just one of those nights just get through the night good night's sleep and nobody gets stabbed in the middle of the night (laughs) and you move on and the next day usually reason takes back over and and all of a sudden you guys go okay is it really that big yeah that was done how big of a deal is this i mean if it's that big of a deal then you got to talk it out Otherwise, you just shrug and go, okay, it's over, and you move on. Right. Yeah. Fine, you can paint the room that color. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, I, I like our house, and I'm going to tell you, there are things about this house we disagreed on forever before we compromised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for a long time. Do you know we built the fireplace in the backyard? Mm-hmm. That was always my goal, was to have a fireplace back there. But I had to actually come about it through several different ways. Mm -hmm. And I I was coming up with all these other things that, because his first word is always no. You can't do that. I want a barn-shaped storage shed up there in the corner. (laughs) What? Well, it used to be the same level as the yard. Right. I said, let's raise it up and and make it something up there. No, you can't do that. Okay. All right. And so weeds grew years there. Go by, for... Years go by. We planted tree after tree, ripped out tree after tree. <laughs> Nothing was going to work. It, he wanted to put a garden up there. Well, it was always full of weeds. And finally, he said... Yeah, maybe a saw, fireplace. I think I saw one somewhere that was a, a prefab, the shell. Maybe a fireplace would look good back there. <laughs> okay, all right. But my idea was rustic. I just wanted something really simple. Mm-hmm. Like it's been there for years. Yeah, old, mm-hmm. rustic looking. And then we had someone come out and do it for us. And he said, no, you'll be sorry if you 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 want it finished nicely and it turned out really nice and it's much fancier than my plan but i'm glad we did it finally and uh 
yeah, it, it took a few years to, yeah, to get my fireplace. I'm and still holding out on a few. It was the hit of the party. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It was, it's a, a gathering place. Absolutely. But we have fire elements elsewhere in the yard. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, half the people still sat down at the bar. So, well, <laughs> but you know, it was a bar. It was a bar. Well, yeah, of but, sorts. Uh, yes. No, but you know, there's there's things that you, you, you kind of compromise on. You know, has that been something that you guys have found easy? The compromising. Um, I don't think it's a battle. I just think we'll. I should. I like this color. I don't like that color. How about this color? No, and we'll finally pick something. We say, okay, happy we both medium. can live with this. A happy medium. You know? I mean, we got a dining room's got red walls. That yeah. was her idea. She says, I want to paint the dining room red. It's like what? Like, <laughs> oh, you can't do that. It's that's that's always no or you can't do that. First things that come out of his mouth, <laughs> and then you know, eventually, right. Mother Nature wins. Sometimes he has to see it somewhere else <laughs> and go, yeah, we could do red in there. Like it's his idea. Oh, whatever. I got a red room so and a fireplace. So I'm happy. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, been a, it's been a great ride, right? 50 years? Yeah, it's been a great ride. Yeah. I wouldn't do it different. I don't think I would. I wouldn't do, do it any different. different. And we've got long-term friends, people that are in our, in our wedding. They're not married anymore. People that were in our and our wedding that they don't like each other anymore. You know, they're staying together probably for all the, the wrong reasons. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've hung in there and it's. Well, a Andrew and Karen are so very lucky to have had you as parents. Oh. Right. And like the 50 years that you guys have had, it's been magical. I've always thought like you guys were just wonderful and perfect. <laughs> like you know that, that I like. I'm serious. That road trip we took, and even though we missed Marysville, and we're going to ironically, you know, Uncle Dennis's parents' 50th anniversary, and how we're doing this now, it's like that was like the best road trip ever. I remember getting getting there and being like, man, that was the best. You can't believe it. we were on an airplane and with this and that, and it was like so much fun. Yeah. I always had a great time with you guys. Yeah, yeah. the we kids had the best. You. We loved having yeah. you. I, I can't thank you enough for doing this and, you know, breaking into your first podcast with wow. me and, and and dropping some knowledge on hopefully it helps four people stay together. Or, oh, God. Or two are going to decide to get out of well, it. Well, you never know. Hey. You never know. You but know, uh, you yeah. just got to wake up in the morning and be grateful for the person that you have and think of how you can make them happy. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. One of the guys I golf with be having the worst day of the world in golf just one of the guys is miserable or he's and every time i look at him it it, it it drives me crazy but he's going yeah i know we're not playing good golf but what a great day look at this we're out here we're still able to walk the course it's a pretty day yeah we'll get through all this and have a drink at the bar let's just keep playing you know and he's one of those upbeat guys you know guys got more money than god he, he enjoys everything and he's got that same philosophy you know it's Really, what's important, you know? I mean, fortunately, we're both healthy. Mm -hmm. We don't, you know, but if something, if one of us gets real sick or something, well, there's no doubt, and I don't think in either one of our minds, um, that, you know, the other one's going to be there to take care of them. And, you know, that, that's that's important also. Yeah, that's that's huge, actually, to make it sure. It is. Um, you know, probably nothing tougher than, you know, a long-term illness that just, that drains you, you know, but... Uh, you know, we're lucky, like I said, and uh, 
Hopefully yeah. it stays like that. You guys want another 10? I'd take another 10 at least. How about 20? Sure. Sure. Easy. If uh, it can stay healthy, I'll, I'll be around if you guys are up for You'll it. You'll be yeah. there. You might be taking care of us. <laughs> I would gladly take care of you, too. Yeah, we're not going to see 75 years. I have no illusions of that. Oh, well, no. you know. But, you know. Okay. Another yeah. good, hey, I'll take whatever we can get as long as we're healthy. Yeah, when you, you know? get older, the one thing you start talking about is how you want to go. <laughs> it's so morbid, you know, and it's just like, I want to just go to sleep. You know. Oh, at the beginning of COVID, when it was like everything was uncertain and if you get COVID, you're going to die and it's going to be ugly. I had the exit plan. If I got <laughs> Don't COVID... Don't tell anybody what it is. You give my ideas. <laughs> no. <laughs> but she had an exit plan. I was going in the car. In the, <laughs> in the garage. Fill right. up the car with gas. Uh-huh. Start the car. Close the doors. And Turn on a little radio station. Yeah. Smooth jazz, just kind of go if off. If I was going to the hospital, I knew I wasn't coming out. So, right. yeah, that was, was my, being very morbid my plan. About it. Right. I was going to open the garage door, have her yell at me, close the door, close the door. <laughs> now i got to start over. <laughs> go fill up the car. Hey, you can't do that plan now. The way the cost of gas is, that'll cost you way oh, yeah, too much. yeah, it's too expensive. Yeah, yeah. no, find an yeah, easy, cheaper I way. I may have to come up with a plan. Yeah, yeah. well, at least go to Arizona where gas is cheaper. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, yeah. But hopefully it won't come to that. Well, it's been fun going down memory lane. Well, like I said, it's just, we've been blessed. It just worked for us. You know, I'm not saying we didn't work at it. We were real lucky. I mean, who finds their soulmate in that short of a period of time and says, you know, this is the one and this is how we're going to do it. it. It just worked for us. Um, we were lucky. I, I, if I had met you in high school, I don't think we would have. No. Nah. It was the perfect time. Yeah. Well, I've just had the perfect time with you two. Well, we've had a ball. Thank you so much for joining right, us. Thanks, Matt. Okay, I'll Love see you. In, we'll do it in 10 years. 10 years. Okay, okay. it's a date. It. It'll probably be a slower podcast. <laughs> we might not remember a whole lot. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you. All right. Okay, Thank you for listening to my conversation with my Uncle Dennis and my Aunt Claudia. Please click the like button if you enjoyed the episode. Subscribe as well. And you can find all of our shows on the website, justagoodconversation.com. Thank you for listening.